This video is brought to you by Holocasa. Our tool transforms independent local real estate agents to global real estate agents. Create your own profile for free and get contacted by international investors. Sign up with the link in the description. Hello and welcome everyone to our 88th session of Hello Casa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Brett Ari Fisher from New York City in the US. Brett has been in the real estate business for over 11 years, is originally from Southern California and is a real estate agent focused on buying and selling residential properties in New York City. Brett, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Thank you so much, Michael. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I mean, kind of what you said, you know, I'm from Southern California, Orange County, and I've been here in New York City helping people buy and sell apartments for you know, about the past 11 years. I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. I also create different real estate animations and different videos on how to buy property, sell property, renting, and, and all the different nuances because New York City is such a very specific market, and it's different from a lot of other places across the country and throughout the world. Absolutely. It's always exciting for me to talk to someone from the, uh, from the U.S. and especially like from New York City. I've had like several people on the show already and it's always, uh, it's, it's like this heat, uh, the very hot market always. First question, what made you motivate to start off as a real estate agent around 11 years ago? That's actually really funny. So I come from a sports broadcasting journalism radio background and for me it was really important to be in new york city but in order to be there you don't really get a chance to be on television unless you have tons and tons of experience and so i was going to have to go into production and it's just not something that i was passionate about. i wanted to be on air in front of everything so i went to a bunch of career fairs and i went to this sales career fair where had all these different positions and you meet with different people and one of them is real estate and i thought you know people have told me in the past when i was in college that actually hey you should go into real estate you have the person you have the personality for it and it seems like it'd be something you'd be good at and i was like right, you know what maybe i could try this out. i didn't really know what i was getting myself into and you know the first year of real estate i was working probably more than i've ever worked in my entire life including to this day and after a while once you get the hang of it in, in new york city it's it's a lot of fun it's crazy it's intense it's very competitive but i really was passionate about what i'm doing just you know being able to see all the different architecture the different types of properties the you know the, all the nuances that you might not get to experience in, in other parts of the world so and i just feel grateful that I'm here experiencing this. I, I, I can definitely uh, imagine. It's like being able to play the game and be part of the game. Uh, also, obviously, uh, for you as a, as a pro athlete or athlete be before that, it's like being uh, very, very happy to be in a competitive environment. Uh, and I, I think you cannot choose anything more competitive than real estate in the US, so, and especially like in New York City. Yeah, it is pretty crazy, but... That's one of the reasons why it makes it so much fun. Totally. I have a question concerning the start. Um, there's not without any or with a good reason the turnover of real estate agents is quite high, especially due to the first six months, 12 months. People say, hey, you know, you need honestly, you need like up to cash savings for 12 months just to be secure, especially in New York City, because you first need to get deal flow from both sides and stuff. How was that for you? That's a great question because people who are looking to get into the industry, I tell them this all the time. 
I recommend, yeah, you know, you really got to have at least a year savings because if you're going into the buying and selling, there's a great chance that you're not going to be able to close anything for your first six to eight months. And that's just the reality of the situation. But getting into rentals, it's it's different. So you, should, you still have a good amount of savings, but you can make little pieces of money earlier on. But the failure rate is somewhere around 91%. It fluctuates every year. So people who get their license here in New York City, 91% of them do not renew the license after two years. Mm -hmm. So whether they never do real estate at all, or maybe they just, they don't do anything after two years. There, there's no exact time. So you could quit whenever you want. Mm -hmm. That's just how the statistics indicated. Mm -hmm. So if you don't renew it, that means you're no longer doing it for the time being. And nine out of every 10 people, that's how it is. Yes. You know, it's, it's easy to get your license in New York. And I mean, I've heard of some other states are extremely difficult. Like California is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. um, here it's pretty easy. It's just that once you have your license, what can you do with it? Mm -hmm. How are you able to make money? You know, because you can learn a lot and it still can be really difficult because there's so many different aspects of being a successful real estate agent. So uh, directly a question on that. What made you successful? What did you do uh, that you that you that you made it? Honestly, well, I mean, I'm still working, you know, not there yet. <laughs> but honestly, I think the fact that I failed so much my first year, like I, I just felt like I was learning a lot more than everybody else. I never really had a mentor to, to help me to say, hey, this is what you should be doing. It was kind of like, you know, diving in, just making mistakes, hoping I don't lose my license due to certain illegal things. Because when I started, a lot of these companies were telling me, oh, do this, this, this. And then I found out later on, yeah, that's not something that you're supposed to do. So it's just confusing when you don't know if, if it's just the norm in the industry or if it's just what certain companies do, because, you know, if everyone, if, you know, your first two companies take to the exact same thing, how do you know that it's not right? So for myself, I just learned a ton. I mean, I really learned a lot by failing. You're having certain big deals fall through because of a simple mistake. You don't forget that. You, know, you don't make that same mistake again. And also not being afraid to ask questions. I asked so many questions. And sometimes I wouldn't get the right answers. So I'd ask multiple people. Yeah. And I think that my, my biggest piece of advice is if you're getting into real estate, probably in general, but especially here in New York City, if you focus on this and you're an independent contractor and you're a broker and you're treating this as a job then you're probably gonna fail because it's it's not a nine to five type of thing mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not hourly if you treat this like a business and you really have that mindset that that's what you want to do you're going to be a lot more successful mm -hmm. you affiliated or you're independent yourself so everyone is independent contractor um here in new york city so if you if you're getting paid a salary, then you would not be an independent contractor. But if you're selling real estate um, and it's commission only, then you are considered independent. This also applies. Okay, but this also applies if you're, let's say, uh, part of a big brokerage. No, that's then non-independent. You're still independent. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so for, for example, like yeah. if you're a sales manager and you're getting paid a salary, you're a part of the company. Yeah you're not an independent contractor, but let's say that you're with a big firm, but you're showing apartments and you're not getting paid a salary, 
then you're still independent it's just the way the law works here okay um so that means like sometimes you can work and collaborate with keller williams sometimes you can work with the remax and stuff and you are you, like you can collaborate with any of them got it okay it, it doesn't it doesn't matter it's just you know if you're an agent you can do all those things it just depends on your your taxes okay. and what you're classified as got it okay perfect i understand um concerning deal flow what was uh, the, do you have any secret for, for the audience to say hey, you know like especially like starting off when you maybe you know you are new to the game what was for you like the most successful uh, way to get like the first deals i was advertising mostly on craigslist and okay. there were some other platforms that don't exist anymore but I think it depends whether you're focusing on renters, rentals or sales. So when I started my first couple of years, rentals were my primary focus. Mm -hmm. And that's very different because you're meeting so many different people and they're not loyal to you at all. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's tough because sometimes you can show somebody for a month and a half and they're like, actually, I'm not going to rent. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I decided to stay in my own place. And, you know, don't get me wrong, the commissions can be really great. But when you're first starting off, every deal, it can be tough if you don't, if you're not taught the right system. So, you know, with that, I just tell you, like, honestly, ask questions, talk to people in different companies, because here, here's the reality of the situation. It's, it's somewhat unfair to both parties. But when you're in real estate here, there's absolutely zero loyalty. Mm -hmm. And you really have to earn that. You have to gain that. So because of it, If you, if you say, if you join a one company and you're talking to other companies and you think you're going to get better help there, honestly, go do it. Mm -hmm. you know, once you feel like somebody cares about you and they're going to take care of you, trust you, maybe give you leads, then it's like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But interview, I mean, really interview with as many companies as you can, um, you know, once you're started, because again, you, you don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes one situation at a company is going to be better than yours. Is the training necessarily better? No, but maybe you have more access to learning and getting more clients. Perfect. Okay. Talking a little bit now, moving a little bit the topic towards New York City uh, in general. Uh, give us an overview, maybe, uh, especially like with uh, re regards to COVID, the entire 2020 and 2021 uh, situation. Um, what's right now the situation and what's the latest update there? Yeah, so... The COVID situation was just, it was a mess. In some, actually in a lot of ways, I actually think that it's better now. Um, what I mean by that is when COVID first started, you couldn't have more than one person in the apartment at the same time. It was very awkward situation. You weren't able to call certain people. I mean, it was because they didn't know what was going to happen. And Manhattan is so... You know, especially in Manhattan, New York City as a whole, it's just very condensed. You know, there's a ton of people in a small area. So I had, I had a bunch of deals fall through that should have never fallen. If you're in a normal market, 100% of the time, they go through. And for three months, you couldn't do anything. After that, then they started opening up, things changed. And now, honestly, I have, I mean, I've been extremely busy. Um, I have a lot of closings coming up, um, you know, a lot of things in contract and... It's, it's just because, you know, the follow-up's really important, but mm -hmm. what, you know, now you have to wear a mask. Oh, so go ahead. No, uh, like, what's exactly, like, right now the dynamic for me as an, as an outsider right now? Like, um, people... 
I assume COVID happened, people were unsecure, not really knowing. First then, you know, let's say March, April, May, people started to look for yeah. something outside. So you had like some deal flow on that one, maybe even talking with partners from different states, I assume, or, or outskirts, because people were not um, selling yet. They were just moving somewhere. So there was no deal flow for you on that uh, that end. Now, what? So, the, or right. give me like maybe yeah, another... So a, yeah. lot, a lot of people we're moving out of the city. They're going to Westchester. Westchester's close because that area's exploded. Um, Jersey, you know, certain parts of Brooklyn were going for a lot more, especially with outdoor space. Uh, but last year, or sorry, last month, I think they said there were more sales transactions than any January in the past seven years. Now, that doesn't mean it, it was at the highest price point. It's just that people are starting to buy again. It's been extremely busy. You know, I don't know if the numbers are going to be able to keep up, but it's no longer um, an ultra buyer's market like it was, you know, about 10 months ago. Okay. So still a seller's market, but, you know, it, it's certain areas are struggling more than others. New development is struggling more than resales, especially depending on the price per square foot. So it's, it's unique to, or it's interesting to see. Mm -hmm. that dynamic but you know you have to wear masks where obviously you know they're no longer open houses where you can have multiple parties coming at the same time you can only have one party at the same time and you know the elevator you can only take two three people depending on the building up mm -hmm. so sometimes you're going up and down just for one group of people so you know things have changed but honestly i think it's for the better honestly it's making mm -hmm. things a lot easier and a lot more in control of what's happening uh, what was the implication on the price uh, per, per square foot um, in percentage? Can you say like on sales price, prices have dropped like so by, I don't know. Example, yeah. um, you know let's, say, let's say luxury, and again, this is going to vary depending on the area and whatnot. I see, yeah. Let's say you know luxury is over 2,500 a square foot, mm -hmm. or 2,500 per square foot. Mm -hmm. You know, those properties are struggling a lot more, um, especially the high end, these new developments. Uh, in Midtown because you have so much competition and people don't want to pay those crazy prices versus something that, you know, maybe it's a resale, maybe it's still a newer building, but you're going to get a lot more value based on the space of the apartment. So, you know, some of these like 10, 20, $30 million apartments, they're just kind of sitting there. Whereas you're seeing a lot of the one to 2 million range, they're moving and they're going quickly now. Uh, Brooklyn has still been a powerhouse market. You know, people are no longer just going there to save money. They're going there because they want to live in Brooklyn versus mm -hmm. that. Do you see also a dynamic coming in from very wealthy overseas investors, Chinese, Russians, whatever? Sometimes you have like, when there's some white space created, say, okay, perfect. You know, we, we, we take the dip and then we're going to go all in and buy, 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 buy a bunch of, of flats just to, uh, just to take advantage of that one. Yeah, you're still seeing that, you know, investors overseas taking advantage of a, of a weak market. I mean, because that's that's the goal, you know, mm -hmm. you buy low, you sell high. That's that's an investor's dream and what their main focus is. So when New York City's not doing well, you have these other people saying, all right, well, I'll buy this for cheap and Got it. let's hang on to it or rent it out. But the yeah. rental prices have been really low, too. Yeah. Um, quick question about... Um, Trump versus Biden, do you see any uh, change as in more investments overseas after Biden election? So far, I think so. But honestly, I don't know if it has to do with the specific 
election itself. Mm-hmm. You know, usually around the election time, people are scared, and then once the election happens, people start to buy again, depending on rates and everything. But I don't know if there's a, a huge difference with the time being of you know whether more people are going to be buying because you know Biden just was elected and or inaugurated and whatnot, yeah. so it's all really early on got it okay i really like i come a little bit to, to your business i really like by the way your domain it's uh i think it's uh, it should be worth something uh, it's very very uh, clever cleverly thank chosen you, I, I think um give us an overview of your um, services you're offering um, also maybe on your geo within within manhattan um and also on your vertical sure so you know, my focus is mainly helping people buy and sell apartments, whether it's condos, co-ops, townhouses, single families, multifamilies. I work in all five boroughs, though most of my work is in Manhattan and then certain parts of Queens and Brooklyn. And we also manage 60 buildings or so, um, you know, so people looking for property management. Cool. Uh, we do tons of rentals as well, mainly representing the landlord. So we offer a pretty big platform. It just depends what people want to do. I also work at a commercial firm. So it's called Lean Associates. They're really big throughout the the country, especially on the West Coast, like in California. Like their headquarters is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of that, when people have questions about, you know, investments and a retail office space, we have just a huge amount of resources and people who they do this literally every single day. So my expertise is not commercial, but whenever I have somebody it's like, Hey, here you go, whatever you need, we have that available. So it's really a, you know, one size fits all type thing. You know, we can do everything. We have people who do contracts where people do retail office, you know, residential rental sales, property management. There's really nothing that our company or at least someone in our company does not cover, which makes it, a huge advantage when someone has any questions that are real estate related in here. Absolutely. Um, what you do, do uh, or what you like to do more um, selling or like advising someone to sell and help them sell it, or do you like more to be on the other side to to help someone buy? It's a great question. So when you're helping somebody sell, it, it's usually a lot more of an intimate process because you you know their whole background you mm-hmm. understand like why they're selling it can be very emotional for them to let it go you're there from the beginning to the end um, but you get buyers from having exclusive listings so i think they're different um i think it's good to have a balance i would say i work primarily with more buyers than sellers mm-hmm. um, just because you know people they get a chance to meet me it's like Okay, great. You know, with selling, there's a lot more involved, you know, with the company, the branding, um, you know, what you can do, uh, the experience, you know, there's just, there's so many more things. And um, when it comes to buying, it's like, do you know what you're doing? Can you direct us? Can you help us? And so people see like some of my videos online and, you know, they see my background, they're like, okay, this is great. But I work with, from a residential side, I work with a smaller company, um, especially compared to these, you know, these big yeah. companies that have like 2,000 and 1,500 residential agents. Yeah. Um, in the end, like I really like what you just described in the end. Um, 
the words trust popped up in my mind you know in the end it's like building trust making sure that you also communicate trust towards both ends you know on the one hand you have like this dedicate maybe sometimes dedicate um, delicate uh, emotional side of the seller and then on the other hand also the professionals that hey you know i just want to buy like a real estate agent uh, sorry a real estate uh, don't screw me over with the price give me a good price help me out so you know i'm contracting or i'm i'm asking you to help me um what do you think is there has been your success in order to communicate like that you're a trustworthy credible person and that people like should definitely go with you often it's when people leave and then they come back mm -hmm. because what happens is i'll talk to different people and i'll say hey this is what's going on and you're, you know they'll tell me often well you're the only broker who said this and i was like all right well this isn't true so go you can ask around and then you know i don't hear from them for a couple weeks a month something like that and then they call me back like wow actually you're right <laughs> and i just been doing this for a while i'm not you know extremely experienced in the fact that i'm not doing this for 30 40 50 years but i'm doing this over a decade so long enough to know that you know what my value is and i treat people like they're my clients but also like they're my family so i'm not going to lie to them even if it's going to be uncomfortable because somebody's going to lie to you just to get your business then what happens when you're actually going through the whole negotiation process and who's going to help you with the terms and everything else and i don't want to have to worry about what i'm lying about you know? so it's just it's just different things that i think about and how i approach that yeah I recently talked to Antonio from Portugal and he mentioned, for example, as well, like, you know, don't estimate that the market is smaller than you think or like it's, you know, you know each other still, even obviously like Portugal might be, might be a smaller, smaller market. But I, I think like you always have to make sure that, hey, you know, like you're being, you're being uh, met again, you know, you, um, you're just being, being on the, on the, on the silver plate, um, especially like if you scroll over and I think like this relationship building over over long period is exactly like what i assume is is what what drives right. the drives the success a few uh, moments back you talked about the uh, animations and the videos you're doing uh, get, talk talk me through that one what what, what is it about <laughs> so there was a huge storm it was like the worst snow day in the history of recorded new york city this was i don't know five six years ago whatever it was and i couldn't I could barely leave my building. Um, it was pretty intense, and all my appointments were canceled for like three or four days. So I was like, oh, I can't do anything. Maybe I should just figure out some sort of marketing and whatnot. So I learned how to animate, do all these different things, and I created a lot of animations, most of them real estate, but some, you know, for Alzheimer's, some for uh, my family. Like I created a 20-minute video for my cousin for her college graduation. Um, you know, just a lot of different aspects of it. I think it's fun. I like creating things and even you know, kind of like, putting your imagination on the screen. So yeah, this is my, oh, here, hold on a second. Wait, uh, there, there we go. Yeah, we can see it. That's, so, yeah. This is my character that I use. And um, yeah, this is like a, an example from one of the videos. So that way people can see everything. And then my logo is right there. <laughs> it's like right under my name. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. I just, I like being creative. I like being able to do different things and market mm -hmm. a different way mm -hmm. kind of stand out from the rest of the pack. Absolutely. Uh, you just mentioned Alzheimer. Um, I I know you are um, active also concerning Alzheimer Foundation. Um, you are, you are collecting uh, 
funds um give us maybe also um a call out a shout out for for anyone who's who likes to contribute to to alzheimer yeah so for me the, the whole purpose is obviously it's to raise a lot of money but in some ways i think raising awareness mm -hmm. is initially more important because the more awareness there is then the more money you can actually be donated as opposed to okay i donated money then you move on you know like when friends are like hey i'm raising something for a cause usually you just kind of like donate but then you don't learn enough about what's going on and alzheimer's is such a misunderstood disease and there's no cure for it. There's some treatments or things that can slow it down, but there's no cure for it. And it's, uh, you know, three of my grandparents passed away from Alzheimer's and it's had a huge effect on me. And my mm -hmm. mom, she works in gerontology, which is working with the elderly. So she, prior to COVID, she was, you know, working with people in person every single day um, who deal with these types of situations. Now she does all of her work virtually. So having different sessions. So she's no longer physically there with them due to health regulations. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's something I'm passionate about. And, you know, honestly, if people are interested, you know, just reach out to me. I respond to literally everybody. I'm very easy to access. And, it, you know, if even if we can't find a cure immediately, at least, you know, having somebody else to talk to or you getting that support system and understanding a little bit more about what it is, because I really, I'm still not, I still don't know exactly, you know, yeah. what Alzheimer's is. There's just so much you don't know. But um, I didn't even know really the name until probably like right around college. Because mm -hmm. most people say it's Alzheimer's, but it's actually Alzheimer's. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like one of the. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's true and I, I totally agree and I love your dedication on it and I think it's um, I don't know how much money obviously is, is being uh, being put into the cure of Alzheimer and the entire awareness thing but I would love myself as well I would love that you know much more money is being being put in I, I honestly think that this is like one of the saddest diseases you have because while this person is alive you feel like it's this person is kind of leaving you because you just feel like you cannot have like these in-depth conversation which you used to have and I, I i think it's quite 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 sad um how can people um contact you if they would like to reach out to you yeah so you can email me at brett at the new york city broker.com you can find me on instagram the new york city broker um, I'm now on Clubhouse as well. <laughs> I forgot my history. I think it's the NYC broker, but you can type in my name. You'll find me, Brett Ari Fisher, as it's in the bottom left here. And you can see it on that giant screen. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, again, I respond to literally everybody. I, I, I like helping others. I like learning from other people. I often learn more from others by them asking me questions mm -hmm. because you know it's important to see both sides of, of any topic any anything that you're doing perfect um what are the thoughts and the last words you would like to um, share with the audience is there anything else in your mind which you would like to to, to put out if, if you're looking to get into real estate my one advice is just expect to fail fail a lot continue to fail as much as you can but learn from those experiences because that's how you're really going to end up 
accelerating more than others and, and learning more than others. You know, people are afraid of rejection. Rejection is how you grow. As long as you're able to learn from that and build this, what I call emotional callus. So that, that's really, I mean, if you guys have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Michael, I do appreciate you putting this together. That's great. I love meeting people like yourself on Clubhouse. And it's just a cool conversation, you know, just kind of like we're at the bar or something, just chilling, hanging out. Uh, but I'm a really down to person. I talk with anybody. I really do. Like, I'll, it doesn't even matter what the topic is. I just enjoy that communication and learning about other types of people. That's, and that's different languages and different area. It's just it's just great. Boys are fascinating. I love the attitude. I, I love it. It's it's great. It's um, I honestly also appreciate that uh, you respond directly uh, when I asked you if you want to be on the show. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the way to go, and uh, it, it's it's really nice to be responsive. Um, but I learned a lot today. Uh, you gave us a very nice overview of about New York City right now. You gave us um, a very great overview also of your about your service services which you're offering. You um, gave us also a quick uh, roundup on uh, selling versus versus non-selling and was selling versus buying. And also we touched upon your videos and and uh, did a quick detour towards uh, towards Alzheimer, which is definitely important as well. Um, Brett, thank you so much for for um, for being on the show. Um, I wish you a really nice day, and uh, yeah, we talk soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Michael. Look forward to chatting with you more in the near future. Perfect. Young Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you so much, Brett. Take care, Michael. Bye bye.